2: From Food Network, this is Cooked and Booked, the podcast where food and true crime get blitzed, blended, and baked into one deliciously dangerous dish.
3: I love some cheese, but, you know, I I have to say this would sour me from it forever if I had participated in this camp.
2: I always thought magic cheese was the cheese in the can. You know what I mean? (laughs) That you just squirt on the cracker. That's pretty magic.
3: Are we sure this isn't Danny Ocean? This sounds like a scene from Ocean's Eleven.
2: I'm Sunny Anderson, Food Network host and true crime aficionado, and I'm bringing you true stories of scams, heists, and criminal capers with a tasty twist. If you like your foodie scams flavored with a hint of cheese and a pinch of a pyramid scheme, well, this is the story for you. It's the fraudulent case of the magic cheese. Now, just so you know, This episode features a scam that burned a lot of people financially, but features no discussions of physical violence. Now, let's chew on this. Joining me is television host and fashion designer, my girl, the first ever Black woman to have an exclusive plus-size line at Macy's. You may have seen her on TMZ, E! Nightly Pop, and let me just tell you, honey, she is booked and busy. Please welcome Nina Parker.
3: Hello, hello. Thank you for having me.
2: I am so happy to have you on Cooked and Book. First of all, I wear your clothes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> um, as a woman that likes to look cute when I go out, I have worn your clothes <laughs> so many cool places. So just thank you for your design aesthetic. It is needed in this world. Well, you are quite welcome. Now, Nina, you're, you're on TV, and I'm guessing skincare is pretty important to you, no? It is, yes. Majorly. Yeah, it's like, you know, we, we, we all hear black don't crack, but just in case, we need to do some things.
3: Well, we are going to look like this till we're 82, but we still need <laughs> to, you know, moisturize.
2: Now, what if I told you there was a new buzzy skincare product on the market that had a secret ingredient? Okay, I'm listening. Ooh, <laughs> what if that secret ingredient was cheese? Isn't dairy bad for your skin? Um, you, yeah, you, okay, but what if I told you that it's French and popular with the celebrities? I'm still on the fence, but I'm listening. <laughs> <laughs> See, suddenly when I add France, you're like, oh, okay, okay, ooh la la. <laughs> a little French does help the celebrities. I don't care about as much French, maybe. <laughs> okay, okay. So this story begins around 2005 with a French woman, then in her mid-60s, and her name is Gilberte von Erp. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm okay. Sounds legit. Okay, seems legit, right? So now, there's not a ton <laughs> out there on this woman's background. A profile in the French newspaper Le Monde says she was born in Jordan and at one point was a saleswoman for Avon. Okay, okay. Quick aside, people don't know, I was named after an Avon lady, okay? Wh- okay, I'm sorry, <laughs> Why? They think it's like my parents were hippies or something or it was a sunny day, but my mom was flipping through a magazine and she saw the Avon Lady of the Month's name was Sunny and she thought that was cute and there goes my name.
3: Okay, listen, they come from everywhere. I'm named after a woman off of all my children, so our parents grab where they can. Exactly.
2: (laughs) So this woman, basically, she's an international woman of mystery because we don't know much about her past, but she loves makeup. All right, in 2005, Madame Gilles... Uh, okay. that's what the French press dubbed her, uh, was spending her days in South America holding business conferences around Chile. Okay. Okay, so the same French paper describes this one scene at a performance hall in Santiago where she's speaking passionately to 300 people in, quote, Spanish worthy of Cervantes. I mean, this sounds so classy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what could go wrong? Everything. (laughs) That's what we cooking and booking right now. Okay, so at these conferences, she was urging people to become business owners for themselves. Okay. Any alarm bells going off yet? Kind of. It sounds like something off Instagram, but go ahead. Girl. Okay, so the way to become rich, Madame Gilles was telling them, was by becoming home producers of a particular fermented product. I'm waiting with bated breath. I know, I know. (laughs) So this one starts off weird, and it just gets weirder. I'm listening. All right, specifically, for 369 euros, which was around 400 bucks at the time, uh, U.S. dollars, investors could buy this specific kit. Now, included in this kit were filters and a special powder. Then if you took the powder and mixed it with milk and fermented it, you could make a small pat of cheese. Are we sure this
3: isn't a lasagna recipe? (laughs) <laughs> it sounds like this sounds
2: it. like a recipe off of TikTok, but okay. I did mention makeup. We're going to get there. <laughs> okay, so you've got the homemade cheeses. Now what, right?
3: What's next?
2: According to Madame Gilles, the stuff produced from this make-your-own-cheese-kit was very popular in French cosmetics. This is what she was telling people. Okay, okay. All right. Google didn't exist then, right? Yeah, Google existed, but uh, apparently no one was really googling. You know what I, I mean? I mean, wouldn't that be your first? I Google anytime I have a headache,
3: and and WebMD tells me that I need to go to the ER. So I don't understand why these people <laughs> couldn't Google about this
2: chase. Listen, you know what is so interesting? Sometimes I will do a Google on a brand, and the first full page or two is literally just third party companies that I feel the brand has produce to have fake pages with reviews <laughs> right. about the brand. Do you know what right. I mean? So exactly. even a Google these days, you know, allegedly is not going to get you what you really want. Uh, so Madame Gilles is telling these people at the seminars that companies like L'Oreal would buy it from the home producers to use as an ingredient in their luxury skincare line. So that sounds legit. Yeah, I mean, it's she's talking the talk. She's talking the talk. I just don't know if she's walking the walk. Well, let's let's keep on down this path here because uh, spoiler alert, there is actually no indication that L'Oreal or any other cosmetic company was ever using homemade cheese in any of their products. Just have to say that. Of course. And uh, she'd also tell them that celebrities were very into products made with this special cheese. Um, she would always mention the the King of Pop. Not Michael. <laughs>
3: That was the selling point. Was there any other celebs? <laughs> no, because apparently that's the that big was a, get okay. right there. Yeah. Well, you know. interesting. I mean, we never saw a pimple on Michaels. But still a Google search, right? Come well, on. you know, the thing is, is people know that there are some folks who are naive enough to hear the word celebrity and they want
2: it. They do. So
3: it doesn't matter what you're selling. That's You use that and, and people
2: kind of want to be on board. Well, and we see it as clickbait these days where it's like random celebrity is attached to a brand and then you see them on their page saying, this is not legit, I did not approve the use of my image, et cetera, et cetera. So, um, you know, it's out there, it's rampant. Um, And Madame Gilles would also tell these potential uh, workers with her that celebrities not only were into these products, but before getting this cheese to France, producers would first have to sell it to a company in the DRC, Democratic Republic of the Congo. I'm sorry. Wait a minute. Wait, how did the Congo get involved? I mean... How? You know, because it's got to go through certain checks and balances. It's got to go uh-uh. to the Congo first. Now, if there were no red flags before... This is the red flag? This is the red flag. Why wouldn't it
3: just go directly to France? Why would it have to stop at the Congo? Don't they have bigger fish to fry
2: than cheese? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. What is going on? Wait, really quick. Does cheese go with fish? Because this is a big debate in the food world. What do you think? Oh, that's
3: a good question. Um, well, I wouldn't mind like a cheesy sauce, maybe? Like mm-hmm. with, with the fish, you know, kind of on top of. I mean, we all like a lobster mac, right? Right, yeah. I could say, especially with shellfish. Yeah. You know, there's like a, a creaminess. They, you know, I say yes. I agree. But I am not a bougie chef. I am a hood chef. So, yes.
2: Yeah, I like to just say I'm not a bougie chef either, but I like to say... Well, you know what you're
3: doing. I do not. I'm a
2: home cook. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) I I actually need to start calling you more for tips because... Anytime. I'm trying to... Uh, you know, I need to be able to seduce these men properly. I need your help, Sunny. I got these, you with these recipes. <laughs>
2: My first tip is just put it in a bowl, okay, and call it a bowl. That's the first tip. Oh, that that whatever a good you make, I'm gonna make you XYZ bowl, okay? I'm gonna make you a, bowl, okay? I'm make you. You a steak We're bowl. We're talking about
3: scamming. Look at you helping
2: me scam <laughs> these men. <laughs> Get back to the cheese. <laughs> All right. Okay. So she tells everyone, Yeah, you're gonna start it and then we're gonna send it to the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Um, and from there, that company would then sell it to France. This is the pipeline she's telling everyone. Okay. Now, I don't know why she explained why that was a necessary step, but this was obviously a persuasive woman. She's telling her story. So now home cheese producers were told they could double their investment within 4 months mm. and then profits would multiply from there. Okay. So they were they were going to be getting some residuals. This is what she said. Okay. Looking back at this now, a whole lot of questions. A lot. Right, but it's it's you're selling a the dream. They want to believe right. they can
3: be successful. I mean, this is a whole pyramid scheme, but you know, this is like the ones you used to get in your emails. You you have your friends trying to sell you coffee, you know, remember those? Like yes. yeah, this is this is a, like come on, please. It happens every few months on social media, emails. I I need these people to be a little bit more aware, but nonetheless it sounds like she had reached the population that had never been scammed before.
2: You have said it all, because there's currently a company that I am slowly watching on social media, and I feel it has sense of pyramid scheme. Or at least pyramid scheme adjacent, huh? Very adjacent to the scheme (laughs) of pyramids, yes, indeed. (laughs) So um, now check this next part out, which is so crazy to me, which to me is the red flag. At first, to get people enticed, she gives these cheese kits away for free. Okay.
3: Well, that's what drug dealers do, you
2: know. Thank they, you. Y- they give you a little taste.
3: You know who also does that, gives you a little <laughs> taste? The sample lady at Costco. Thank you. And
2: that's a, that's a pusher right there. And, that, okay? and,
3: that, and, and 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 I never bought anything quicker than the sam- <laughs> the food from the sample lady at Costco.
2: Yeah. Or it's, it's truly just the enticement for you to want more. Like back right. in the day when you really literally couldn't go through the mall without getting sprayed with some cologne or perfume. Right. It was right. like, excuse me, excuse me. So, oh oh, oh yes, what is that? (laughs) You know what I mean? This just
3: happened to me on my plane last night.
2: There was a series that I took a
3: chance to watch. They only put the first two episodes and I was addicted and I went home and I watched the rest. This is what happens. You get a little sample, you come back for more. That's Mm -hmm. age old scam artist trick
2: hmm Can I interest you in something for free? And the next time, it's going to be for me. Exactly. That's exactly what the yes. scammers do. Now, anyway, so here come the cheesemakers. They buy into this whole thing. Mm. They make their cheese, export it, and this initial group of people actually was paid for their first batch. That's when they should have stopped. They should have just dropped out. But that's not what happens. Yeah, it yeah. never happens that way. That's how you get them. So so now, it convinces them to reinvest their earnings. So the money that they make, they're like, I want to double down. They just give it back. And then they just start telling their friends and their family. And now we are where you said we could possibly get. We're in full pyramid scheme mode. Oh, it's, it's running now. This
3: lady, she's good. She's a good scam artist. It sounds like she, you know, this is the thing. You don't actually need to know what you're talking about if you appear to know what you're talking about with a lot of people. Because folks don't ask a lot of questions. So it sounds like she met the right group of people.
2: It's that whole fake it till you make it thing. Yep. You know what I mean? She's just out there just filibustering the whole situation. Uh so this this scam it spreads. Investigators said 5500 victims <gasps> ended up getting no. caught up in this cheesy mess. Mhm. I thought you were going to
3: say maybe 30 people. Right. 5500 that's that's not like a pyramid scheme. That is like a, a pyramid supremacy
2: hmm And, you know, just like a pyramid scheme, the victims were all promised, like, gifts and money and extra right. bonuses for recruiting people. Uh, one person did get a pretty big check for their recruitment skills, but the check actually turned out to be fake. Color me surprised. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> a fake check? How? This lady needs to go to jail today. Just to PayPal me. You right. know, give me the money immediately. I need to. Oh, uh, this is this is sad. 5,500 people
3: is a lot of families.
2: Yeah, it was really predatory. Um, people took out loans and extra oh, mortgages and went way into no. debt trying to make this work. You you know, it's that not for getting cheese. rich quick. For cheese. mean not for cheese. You but know? for cheese that turns into makeup that maybe a celebrity uses, you feel like you're a part of it. You're watching the celebrity like, I made that skin smooth. Right. And you know, listen, they're they're using
3: extracts from snails these days. I get that there are some kooky things going on, but what they're what? I, yeah, yeah. It's it's they use like a snail, you know, like the gooey, the, gooeyness the from silt, the snails, the whatever. Yeah, the... yeah. It's a it's a skincare. I actually own some, so yeah. It's no, like, you don't. I do.
2: What's the name <laughs>
3: of it? DM me. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> Where'd you get it from? <laughs> um, you know, I just. I got gifted some things, but it actually does work really good. Oh, I love it. But
2: I'm not oh. investing in it either. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> we we don't know about the efficacy of it or anything, but as long as it works for you, who cares, right? Right, right.
3: Now, if somebody just came to my door and said, you want to invest in snails, I'd be like, absolutely not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'd need to see it work on somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Now, here's the craziness. Madame Jill raked in 15 million dollars through this con wow 5,500 people i'm shocked that so many people believe this woman i don't know if i'm mad at her or them It's kind of both, right? Like, I I always feel like when I hear these stories of scams, I'm upset with the scammer, but I'm also upset with the person that wanted to do the get-rich-quick scheme and didn't really do their homework. Because you and I both know, as businesswomen, it's a lot of work, and it's not quick overnight. And nine times out of ten, you can't call your friends and family and say, jump into this with me. Right. Most of the time, you don't want them involved. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because it's so annoying. It's a lot of work, you know. This isn't come party. If we think about how many fake
3: news articles get circulated every day from your friends and family, right, where you read something and you're like, this is clearly not accurate— and it's clear they just didn't do one Google search. So I can, I guess it's easier for to to, to convince people. We've never tried to scam anybody, so we don't know how easy it is. But right. it sounds like it's not that hard. Like people tend to want to believe what they, you know, that something could be this easy.
2: To that, I couldn't one keep my story straight. And two, like you said, people would be asking questions that I don't think I would have the answer to, right? Like, uh, remember Elizabeth from um, Theranos, who, who has been convicted? Yes. Yes. Um, but she was telling people that she allegedly had this way to do a blood test and find out things about people's health, et cetera. Like, if I was her at a seminar and someone asked me, like, a question and I'm a scammer, You'd I buckle. wouldn't,
3: yeah, wouldn't, <laughs> how do they do it? It's but just that's the, that's the scam. The, the scam is being able to convince people. It's not the actual product, right? So yeah. the scam is them, them, how well they can convince you that this is real, I mean, it's, it's just so like crazy. The, the guys who try to sell you this, the sneaker cleaner in the mall.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I think I got got. I so many sneakers. <laughs> Sunny, no. Every time to... I see a sneaker cleaner, I think it's the new jam. But I, I realize now there's this thing called the magic eraser that's awesome. All right. Yes. Like, this is not an advertisement. This is just a girl that has tons of sneakers. <laughs> These poor people,
3: I have to tell you, I might be a little bit more mad at them than her just because I, I feel like this
2: was avoidable. Yeah, I mean, if you're going into a second mortgage and you're getting out loans and stuff, Come this on. is you should do a little bit more due diligence, you know, right? Like, please. So, listen. By July 2006, only a little over a year after she started, so realize in a little over a year after she started, she made 15 million dollars. People had stopped buying kits because no one was getting paid, and her scam actually collapsed. Mm. So, I mean, finally, <laughs> yeah, and, and you 15
3: million dollars later, I mean, she's got what she needs.
2: In a year, that's some money to bring in. So, you know, with 5,500 people that she'd scammed to make that $15 million, you know her victims really wanted some justice. Let's hope. (laughs) Well, we gonna chew on that next. So, Madame Gilles saw the writing on the wall and hightailed it back to France. Okay. Okay, she was in Chile at the time. Now, that didn't stop Chilean authorities from pursuing her on French soil. Uh, she was arrested in Nice on the French Riviera mm. in 2008.
3: So, she was spending that $15 million.
2: Girl.
3: Not she on was the probably... French Riviera. How dare she?
2: Sun suntanning with no suntan motion. How dare
3: you be at the beach club? I would be <laughs> livid.
2: It's literally like you give someone money because they say that they're broke, and then you see them like on social media living a good Girl, life, and you're like, wait a minute. Not at the
3: Mastro's eating new steak. <laughs> you just give them money, and then they're at Mastro's. It's, uh, hello? And Mastro's <laughs> is expensive? The
2: audacity, you yeah.
3: know? We, You know, the thing is, the older you get, the easier it is to sniff out. Like, mm-hmm. you kind of start to have you you at least get like your spidey senses tingling, right? And so yeah. I I just follow it. Or I give the money realizing I'm not gonna give it back, right? Yeah, so. you
2: gotta just divorce it once you give it away. You're exactly. right. You, yeah, you gotta not But care. I'm not doing it for fermented cheese, I'll tell you that. <laughs> okay, so Madame Gilles remember, she was uh, in France on the Riviera. Uh, Chilean people went to go get her uh, on the soil in France, but then they couldn't extradite her back to Chile. So French authorities took over over the case and placed her into custody. So now, French investigators start traveling to South America and interviewing people there and formalizing the lawsuit. Good. Now, they figure out that the cheese-making kit, all right, that she was selling for some, like, 370 euros mm-hmm. a pop, their actual market value was really around, like, three euros. You could right, just... because they were charcuterie boards. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. You Wait, can what? buy a whole kit now. You just go into right, yeah, a store got you don't even have to put it too. together. I just need to add prosciutto. <laughs> a spokeswoman for the French prosecutor's office told Reuters, quote, we call it the case of the magic cheese. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Like... I always thought magic cheese was the cheese in the can. You know what I mean? That you just squirt <laughs> on the cracker. That's pretty magic to me. Like, how'd they do that? You know? <laughs> yes. Oh
3: man, these poor people. The poor yeah, cheese. You know, cheese is getting a bad rap. Yeah, it is. I love some cheese, but you know, I, I have to say this would sour me from it forever
2: if I had participated in this scam. Is that a is that a cheese joke? Because yes, it was a cheese <laughs> like that, yes. I caught it. <laughs> so now there's also some reports saying that Madame Gilles ran a similar food-centric uh, scheme in Peru around 2003, oh. and that authorities seized six million euros. Then, mm. in that instance, it was a business partner who was charged with fraud uh, that left her free to keep scamming. So you know she was not charged. Also, her partner was arrested. Mm-hmm.
3: So she went and did it again. She wow. But wait,
2: there's more. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) This is from French reporting again. According to them, Madame Gilles first tried this cheese cosmetic scam all the way back in 1986 in Belgium. Wow. And they say 3,400 Belgians got caught up in this and that she embezzled 25 million euros.
3: Wait, what does she do with that money? She didn't have the 25 million euros? Like, what kind of spending is this lady doing?
2: Yeah, where's it going? It's
3: like, maybe like, okay, you do the first scam, you get away with it, you have 25 million euros. How do you spend all of
2: that, that you have to do this again? I, that's what I don't also get about scammers, is once you make that big first lick, retire, right? Like, right. just go away. Yeah,
3: But they don't, you know, any scamming movie that we've seen, it always starts with the person saying, it's my last job, and then it's never the last job. So it must be an addiction, right? Because they never stop.
2: It's the quick, easy money.
3: Yes. Well, 25 million euros, I can't imagine blowing through that. So you would think, I guess uh, scammers
2: don't save. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get that part either. Yeah, it's just not a part of their skill set.
3: You know? But also, can I say if if she had done this twice before, and I'm guessing she changed her name. But if you were going, if you're getting approached about this process that's scammed other people, when you Google it, these articles should news articles should come up. Like peep,
2: these people were not investigating anything. I don't think they do. I think that it's, we we used to call it uh, tripping over dollars to get to nickels because nickels are so shiny, you mm-hmm. don't even notice that crumpled dollar. It's like they see the shiny money, they're just in a hurry, tripping over all right. the dollars just to get that little penny or the nickel. Um, all right, so back to this, Madame Gilles, back in 1986, the Belgians caught up to her and she made 25 million euros off of this scam. And the wow. Belgian authorities, they don't like that. So she goes on the run to Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. Okay. This is where she went with the money. She and didn't there, try to s- sell this to the cartel, did she? It gets crazier, girl. She tries to pose as a rich Swiss woman where she would throw big parties and parade around in a Jaguar convertible.
3: Not a Jaguar convertible. Yes. Yeah, that would, look, that should have been your, your key that that was a scammer there because who's driving a Jaguar
2: convertible? like a scam in itself. Listen, but also I feel like sometimes people feel like they have to dress the part. Right. So it's kind of like she felt like she had to show up in an expensive car to make it seem like she was a rich person, but, you know.
3: All these scammers throw these big parties. That's your indication, people. If you see someone who's always throwing these big, lavish parties, that is your your hint that they are scamming because nobody throwing these types of parties should be asking you to invest anything.
2: Hmm. I like that point.
3: What huge investor or somebody who has a ton of money has ever asked broke people for money? Unless it's trying to buy an album. (laughs) 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 But that's a story for another day.
2: (laughs) All right. Uh, So police catch up to her in Mexico in 1990. And when they arrest her, they find six different passports on her. Mm. And she ends up serving five years in prison back Mm. in Belgium. And still got out and and went back to it.
3: Are we sure this isn't Danny Ocean? This sounds like
2: a scene from Ocean's Eleven. It does, because she's all over the place with this. She had some personal bankruptcy issues when she went back to France, but apparently... (laughs) No kidding. Yeah, she was able to reinvent (laughs) herself and do the same scam 20 years later on a new continent.
3: You know, Sunny, all of this because this lady don't want to work. It's crazy to me that we all have to suffer because you don't want to get a job. Yeah. The audacity. Get a job,
2: you brokey. Get a job. Yes, okay? Get get all the jobs. The audacity.
3: Yes, there's a lot of them out here.
2: If you're really talented, th- that, th- that's another thing, I think. If you have the ability to galvanize people with a scam and get them to invest in something right. fake, imagine if you had something real. Just get something real and still galvanize right. those people with your sales skills. Right, and so it's, she could have used her skills for good. Hello. So here we are back in modern times. And by the time she goes to trial in 2015, Madame Gilles is 74 years old. In the French press, mm. uh, the headlines call her Madame Yogurt. Mm, mm, mm.
3: Throw her under the jail. Under yeah, un- the jail. Under
2: it, yeah. I don't
3: care what age she is.
2: I want to see her on the roadside picking up dirt and trash right. and, you know, roadkill. <laughs> you road want her kill. A community service. Yeah, I want her to work <laughs> her hands, you know? Shoot. <laughs> Uh, so listen, and I love a strong second act from a woman, you know, as, as businesswomen ourselves, we've had, we've lived many lives and we're continuing to live these lives. And I'd love to see that in you, Nina. So, um, you know, I like that, but definitely not at the expense of thousands of victims and you're a scammer. So crazy.
3: Yeah. I mean, she, she deserves to be locked up and, you know, listen, and maybe she can give some, some tutorials or lessons from jail. To help charities on how to uh, get money, because we know sometimes people have problems struggling. She needs to use her skills for good.
2: Apparently, she can also show people how to make some cheese. Right. So maybe they can start a little fromagerie. Well,
3: you know, she can get a job in the kitchen at the prison.
2: Yeah, and make her own little cheese, cheese mm, stuff. We'd love a fondue. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> okay, so the French court sentenced her to three years in prison.
3: Three? You wait a minute.
2: Yeah. That's it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and three three years of suspended sentence after that, wow. which is basically like probation, right? Well,
3: maybe we need to switch careers, honey. I mean, fifteen mil, three years. I I, I don't know. I might do the time for fifteen mil.
2: <laughs> yeah, because the amount of money they wanted her to pay back a paltry, if you ask me, two hundred and seventy thousand uh, dollars. I mean, that's what she spends on the Riviera. Hello, that's, that's what she spends. That's what she spends on her real face and care. Uh, right. That's what she, the real lotion. That's that nail lotion you got, right? Well, she
3: got off easy, if you ask me.
2: She really did.
3: She would uh, have I've to see me.
2: Yeah, she would. I would be so upset. Are you kidding me? She oh, could. No. She she would have not a good day after that. I would hunt her down and harass her forever. I want my money. Oh back. no! I'm. I, do you do
3: you see the lady on TikTok who's always like pickpocket? <laughs> There's a whole lady on TikTok that. Points out pickpockets in Europe. I would follow her everywhere and yell. <laughs> it would be a whole. Pickpocket? It would be a whole viral video. Every time I see her, I'm yelling scammer.
2: It should happen. We're in modern times, right? But. So... I love that
3: you keep saying modern
2: times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but... mo- it was in the 80s, 90s, and 2000. 2000- You're talking like it's <laughs> happened in 1912. <laughs> Well, because, you know, it's that meme that says the 80s wasn't 20 years ago. Sometimes I know, I'm it does 48, like and it yes. does feel like it was just it yesterday. But it we didn't not. even have the internet then, you know what I mean? So we're back in modern times. But okay. I've got a little excerpt from the French paper Le Monde. Okay, this is a profile they did on Madame Gilles in March 2015, uh, four months before she'd be sentenced. The headline was, Madame Yogurt's Latest Trick. Okay? Okay. There's like a picture of her. She's on a balcony in France. She's wearing like a like a gray turtleneck and a silk scarf. And, and she's got her makeup, beat face, you know, and, not surprisingly. She's trying to look cute. She's smiling. And her eyes are partially closed so you can see the bright blue eyeshadow. So she's letting you know she's a bold, beautiful woman. Um, <laughs> she kind of looks like your stereotypical Parisian grandma, uh,
0: mm-hmm. if you
2: will. So she's just giving looks. And she apparently has no qualms about talking about her past. At the Mm. very end of the article, it actually casually mentions, quote, Delighted to be called an adventurer, she confides having sold ivory and diamonds in the Central African Republic, where her sister, Astrid, was the first of the seven wives of Emperor Bokasa. What
3: what is this family? What is going on with this family?
2: Yeah, why would you believe anything she says, right? Yeah, Emperor Bokasa, okay? Yeah, I don't know. We can't go on a whole, like, side tangent about uh, Jean Bedel Bocasa of the Central African Republic. That's a whole story for another podcast. But he did have a lot of wives, 17 of them. And, and one of those wives, not his first one, but one of the early ones was actually named Astrid Elizabeth Van Earp.
3: Well, now this makes sense because the scam is to keep up with her sister. Mm. She's just trying to keep up with her sister who's married, this this prince, a king, or whoever he is. She's trying to keep up with her. That's what this is about.
2: Mm. Or what was that case... Where oh God, so many people were watching it on a streamer where the girl went on the first date with a guy. He took her on the plane and he was saying that he was a part of this fancy family. And then are you come talking to about find the Tinder
3: Swinder? Swindler? Yes,
2: honey. And then come to find out like the family didn't even know him. They were like, right. He is not a part of our family. He's just using our name. Yes, his um, enemies are after him. <laughs> yeah, it feels like a little bit of that. So uh, maybe yes. we need a doc series on the whole Van Erp family uh, eventually. What are your What are your thoughts on this whole thing? I, I think
3: my f- my final thought is Google is your friend, and uh, don't invest money in cheese. At least not cheese makeup. It's not gonna. It's not gonna do you right.
2: Yeah, the whole home fermenting, the selling your cheese to the Congo
3: right. first,
2: and, and I don't know. Well, why would anyone think that you would need to do the actual fermenting
3: at home, that it wouldn't be done in a factory? I'm going to do it myself. Please.
2: Like, <laughs> I've actually fermented at home. I made, I made beer at home a couple times. Well,
3: you know what? I actually have a friend who made beer at home, too. But it's to drink, not to put on your face trying to figure out why she even chose cheese, which is interesting. Right. It's just a fair. Maybe it was the easiest type of kit to make. It's very low-maintenance. It was $5 kits. Like I told you before, it was for charcuterie. She just revamped it.
2: (laughs) You know how you were saying earlier, this is kind of like what drug dealers do. You know, they give you the thing for free. And one of the Ten Crack Commandments from a a uh, very famous poet that has left us, uh, notorious V.I.G. Mm-hmm. Christopher Wallace, mm-hmm. was, mm-hmm. you know, you never get high on your own supply. And so this was interesting because she never even told the Chilean people to put this on their own faces. And that mm-hmm. would have been, to me, a pretty quick giveaway. You know, right. she didn't even say, you know, try some yourself of your product. Sunny, there were so many giveaways.
3: <laughs> yeah. There were there were multiple giveaways. These these poor people, uh, you know, we 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 need to market a class on how not to get scammed to these to these folks.
2: We would make a lot of money, and people would think we were scamming. People would think, oh, this is crazy. They don't have the answers. We got all the answers. We got the answers, like AI. (laughs) Okay, so now this brings me to the kicker. What do you think happened to all the cheese that people made? 5,500-some people the second time. The first time around, was like 4,000-some people. But the 5,500 people, what do you think happened to the cheese? What could happen to it? I mean, what can you—there's nothing you can do with it. It never left the country. Of course not. Chilean journalists did some research and found it rotting in a warehouse. Of course. (laughs) Because what are you going to do with it? It's useless. I mean, you know what? I'm, I am I am sorry that I have regaled you with this story, but I'm very happy that you joined us for it because...
3: <laughs> <laughs> I will say I am very hungry now, so I appreciate, you know, you giving me ideas on what to have for lunch.
2: Well, I I, I truly love is that you are a true businesswoman, so who better to talk to about a scam than a true businesswoman, <laughs> Nina? Uh, remind listeners, please, where can they find you?
3: Yes, uh, you can find Nina Parker collection at your local Macy's or Macy's online and the Nina Parker on all social media.
2: Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was fun. All right, stick with us throughout the season for more tales of bad eggs, fishy scams and culinary capers. I'm Sunny Anderson and this is Cooked and Booked. Cooked and Booked is produced by Paradiso Media for Food Network. You can follow our show wherever you get your podcasts, and we'd love it if you'd take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Let's finish this dish. In 2015, a French court sentenced Gilberte Van Erp to six years in prison, three of those years suspended. She was also fined
1: 250,000 euros.
0: i